and welcome to another Agents Only seminar and podcast. I have a very, very special treat for you today. This person that is joining me is not only a very dear friend, they are also one of Australia's best property listers. And when I say that fact, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I am talking about writing over 200 to 300 listings a year themselves. I'm talking about being one of the biggest writers in Victoria's most competitive markets. Today with me is the incredible Chari. Chari, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Amir. Thanks for having me. Um, I know it took a bit of year year time to do this, but here we are. Look, I'm going to let you get away with that with your busy schedule, okay? (laughs) It's all good. I'm all yours now. (laughs) Now, Chari, there are so many agents in this country that want to grow their listings, grow their volume, grow their business. And Mm -hmm. firstly, I just want them to have a little bit of insight into your background, who you are and how you started your career. So could you share a bit of your story with me? Definitely. Um, I started um, in real estate about 10 years ago now. It's actually been nine years. 10 years is going to be next year, March. And when I started, I was given an area that the house sale price was around $200,000. And I was getting a commission around $1,800 to $2,000. So, again, um, I shift my focus to something different. I wanted to be number one. Then um, the focus was on selling 200 properties per year. And then I achieved that and been 10 years down, close to 2,000 homes I sold. So I'm one of the directors. Um, I run with an amazing team. I've got a team of five. Top list of top sold for Barry Pern last eight years in a row. Ranked number one agent in regionals and number three in Victoria. That's phenomenal. It's just your growth has just been like, wee. Yep. <laughs> okay, so let's let's just talk about that because if we if we break your statistics down, which are overwhelming to let alone an agency, an individual agent, mm-hmm. we're talking writing 200 listings a year consistently and you've done that consistently year on year now that broken down if you look at the average time that you would manage a vendor right from go to woe right and sold and then settlement Mm -hmm. that means at times you're managing what 30 40 50 people um well right now i've got 70 so how i'm managing 70 vendors right now (laughs) how Um, do you do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is where it comes down to hard work for the last nine years. I mean, obviously, we, I didn't wake up in the morning and then managed to have 70 vendors. We, you know, over the years, um, came up with different strategies and 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 different, um, you know, processes in place to see what we can do to push the boundaries as much as we can, get more vendors, sell more properties and conduct more buyers with, with more sellers. So I do have a really good team. Um, certain things that I do, certain things that they do. So I concentrate more with listings and managing vendors and closing deals. Um, we do have, as I said, it comes down to strategies and being systematic and, and do this, do the same thing over and over. So, Charlie, you know that saying, if you do the same thing over and over again, it's a form of stupidity, right? My belief mm-hmm. is not in real estate. <laughs> it's the act of doing that same consistent process. And I would call you one of the most consistent people I know, right? Like yeah. not only are you managing those 70 people, I, 
the reviews that come through are like mind-blowing. I read them and I watch obviously all your pages. Is it is it like a gift you have that you just make your vendors feel really good or like what advice would you give to an agent? Like how do you manage 70 people and still make them feel like you're their number one client to them? Because somehow you just have this miracle gift of doing it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I do get that question asked all the time. Well, it's not that. It's just you got to have systems in place. Um, I get up 4.30 in the morning. I know Matt Stonway always talk about it. You know, someone's top performers always talks about it, start your day early. I do truly believe that starting your day early will make you manage a lot of things before you start your day, which is everyone's day starts at 9 o'clock. So by the time 9 o'clock, I already – answer my emails, I would have got back to people, proposals, all those things. I, I do not have any emails by the time I go into the office. So it means I can concentrate and give my time to my vendors and, and manage them daily basis. So let's say Mondays, I do call my vendors non-negotiable every Monday um, by 12 o'clock. I talk to every single one of them, keep them updated with the market, what we're going to do, if it works, if it doesn't work, if it didn't work, what kind of strategies that we're going to follow and then, yeah, take it from there. So it's probably at this point that listeners and viewers are like, what does Chari's day actually look like? Like do you run on an ideal week? Do you time block? How do you create that consistency? I'm a big believer of a to-do list. So I, I believe that at night when you finish work, you need to have a to-do list for next day and you need to know what your day is going to look like next day um but let's say i get up 4 30 in the morning um by the time 5 30 i go to my emails i have a look at the to-do list a day before if I, I need to add something else i do add something else then i do have another to-do list for my team i do run with a team of five um so i'll make sure that um day day um will run smoothly and they do whatever they need to do to be proactive. Um, I go to gym, um, then I come back at 6.30, 7 o'clock, and I'm out the door at 8.30, and then I'll be at work. Amazing. Can I ask a question, right, because one of the things that I love about you is that despite having, and you do have an amazing team around you, there's no doubt about that, but what I've watched with you is, a consistent level of prospecting, no matter what day it is, no matter what time it is. Like there's kind of this belief in real estate that, you know, we can get a team and we can get an ABU. Um, or like I even have sometimes people call me and say to me, me, does this mean I can stop prospecting? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Um, but one thing that I love about you is you lead by example. And everybody, most humans struggle with prospecting. And by that, mm -hmm. I hate that word, but they do. They struggle with prospecting. They don't want to do it. They get to the office. You know, if you took a live look into a real estate office, somebody prospecting is like checking their emails, checking their Instagram, checking, you know, what text messages they've got. And then before they know it, it's 11 o'clock. They haven't even made one call, right? Yep. How do you maintain that consistency? Like how do you get excited? Like not excited, I guess that's not the right word, but how do you actually level out those calls every single day? Because you do it. I do it and I still do it. Yeah. And I still do it more than anybody else and I enjoy it. But see, I didn't see the value at the start like everybody else and I did struggle a lot at the start. Um, but then obviously when the reality kicked in and I started doing the research, real estate hasn't changed for the last 40 years. It's all about prospecting. 
but everyone looks at prospecting in a different way. Everyone looks at prospecting in a way that it's like it's, it, it's something wrong. Well, when you look last 40 years, some of the top performers like Matt Stumway, James Hostevin, I can na name a lot of people, all they do is build relation. All they do is talk to people. And I came to a conclusion in real estate, I'm actually getting paid to talk to people and build relation. Then I started writing down what is the things that I can do to reach, reach out to more people that I can control. Obviously, we're going to send flyers out, this and that, but I can't control the communication. So I thought, okay, to be able to reach my goals and be number one, I am going to talk to more people. I am going to call more people than anybody else. And then it just became a habit. So if this started, it's 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 hard because we all get scared of objections. We all get scared of the phone, what you know. But so what? I mean, if you don't pick up the phone and overcome that um, objection or, or or negative thoughts that you have, um, you're not going to be able to talk to people. And does it get easier? No, it doesn't get easier, but it, it becomes a habit, and you start liking it. I, I still do anywhere between eighty plus 100 connects per day. That's not including my vendors. See, that's so, I was going to say, like, you know, that's not including your vendors because if you took up half of your vendors, that would be 70, but because it's you contact. The, the, the thing is, Amy, I don't, I don't overthink in my head. I don't look at the phone. This is what most of the people do as well. They look at the phone. Should I call? Should I not? Should I call? Should I call? Not. Should I call? If, even if I call, what are they going to say? Are they going to tell me where to go? Are they going to pick up the phone? Like we think so many things and I've seen that a lot too. By the time someone thinks it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to, to make one phone call, I'll probably call 30, 35 people by then. <laughs> can I ask a question? What? Well, that's what this point of this interview is, but how long is each of your phone calls? Like because I see a lot of agents, they get on the phone and then they have this really epic chat, but I've watched Alexander Phillips you know, prospect in his time and I've watched a live look into what you do and team training. Your calls aren't long, are they? They're very quick. They're very succinct. They're not taking up people's, they're not interrupting their day. They're very short and succinct. Yeah. Um, it can take, I've got to say, it takes about 10 seconds. It's a 10 second phone call. Yeah. Um, and that's 10 second phone call can lead to 200, 250 listings, 150 listings, depending on the area a year. Um, we don't have time. Mm. Society is changing. People don't have time to spend on the phone 20, 30 seconds. You need to be really fast. You need to get into the, you've got to cut the chase. You just have to call people and just say it straight up why you're ringing them for. If they're interested, they tell you. If they're not interested, it's okay. Move on. Get another one. You mentioned something really interesting there because I believe there's really three reasons why people don't, I hate the word prospect, but make conversations in their markets. Hmm. Number one, they don't know who to call. Number two, mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number three, they're fearful of rejection, right? That's the three main ones I kind of see, right? But you talked about something a little bit different there, which was like setting a habit, which I think habits are really hard. Like they're, we have good ones and we have bad ones, but you talked yeah. about the fact that you really didn't like doing it. So how did you change that habit? I think it comes down to a vision that you will have and, and purpose that you, you you have in real estate. I think when I started, the vision and the purpose I had was, wasn't the right vision and the purpose. Obviously, like everybody else, I got into real estate because I watched a few real estate shows. You know, I wanted to be a million-dollar agent. 
I'm going to wear expensive suits, shiny shoes, you know, um, go to restaurants and, you know, be on the phone and do this and do that. And obviously that was, I realized that that was the wrong, wrong vision that I had. And the purpose I had was make money like everybody else. Mm. But I don't think those things or, or just, just trying to make money is enough to give you that goosebumps to do to, to be successful what you want to do. Um, then I sat down, I changed my vision. The vision was to be number one in, in Barry Plank Group. And, and then came up with a purpose and I'm like, okay, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Yeah, I understand that I do want to make money, but why do I want to make money? Then bang, it just hit me. I wanted to create a good wealth so I can spend more time with my kids and my family and my wife. So even when I say that right now, I still get goosebumps and chills. So that just there, it just gives me that rush every day to wake up and look forward and enjoy what I do. Yeah. You need to you need to have that first. There's always that illusion of the fast cars and the nice watches and but I mean it's quite funny, I guess, even in my own business growth, the more I've, I've made, the less I have time to spend it on that. But I also, you, I don't know, you just learn not loving those things, but time becomes such an important value to you with the people that you love. Yeah. If you were kind of a young gun now, like real estate, you know, you've been in this 10 years and over those 10 years, so many things have changed for real estate agents. We've got social media, email marketing, text message marketing, mm-hmm. um, you know, you name it. What are the strategies that you would encourage? Like, obviously, calls are the non-negotiable, right? But I've got a young gun who's sitting here and he's looking at me and he's going, how do I become like Chari? <laughs> what what advice would you give them? What strategies would you give them? Um, Ten years ago, obviously, probably Matt Stunway will say the same thing. Go back to 20 years ago. Um, it was a bit harder. Ten years ago wasn't probably what heart was like 20 years ago. But right now, I don't think it's – it is hard, but it's not that hard anymore because everything is turned into social media. Everything is turned into – everyone's on these devices at the moment. So 10 years ago, I wasn't lucky. I mean, we, people didn't use social media that much. Um, so everything was, I would say, handmade. You had to call people. You had to door knock and this and that. Now, these days, you can be in front of – in one second you can be in front of 20,000 people watching your video. Mm. So I wish I had that opportunity 10 years ago. And and last three years, obviously four years since COVID, we started working together. So yes, prospecting, pay, making calls and door knocking and everything else was enough. But I think what it took of ourselves to the next level as well as a team, using social media in a correct way. Um, with the young guns, actually, young people, they got in front of videos. Um, and I think they should just do prospecting and, and, and picking up the phone and same time devote 50% of their time on social media. I love that. Do you know the funniest thing you've ever said to me? I remember when we were having a call together and um, you asked obviously all your vendors where they saw you or how they kind of were referred to you. And you always say to me, I saw you on the TV, but you don't have TV ads running. It's your social media. <laughs> no, I know. My, my area is a bit different. You can get sellers, you know, 80, 85 years old. And yeah, you're right. I walked in and the lady was saying, I saw you on TV. And I was like thinking, what TV are you talking about? And she's pointing the tablet that she had. Now, you're a big goal setter. Um, and you. one thing, I guess, is in real estate, you talked about getting to being a million-dollar agent and you've always got to set those new goals. So what do you mm-hmm. do when you get to do it? <laughs> 
you've reached all those goals. How do you stay motivated to keep doing more? I think motivation doesn't happen overnight. I think motivation happens when you love something that you do. So I'm motivated all the time. I mean, look, we all go through the sickness. We all go through tough times. We all go through objections. We all lose listings. You know, we all lose deals. Um, but I'm just going to say it again. If you love what you do, if you have the right purpose, you, you, you stay motivated constantly. Mm. Um, my goal was set 10 years ago to do 200 sales. And everyone laughed at me. Um, a lot of people turned and said, you can't do that. Well, we have. Then that goal is still there because I can't change that goal. So that's gone to 250. With done 250, then I'll push that to 320 now. So each time I push that more further, obviously I, I get to accomplish better things and, and more things. Um, that, that goal is not going to change. Um, if I do 320, then I will push it to 350. So that's my goal at the moment, pushing myself constantly daily basis. Um, and other than that, I wanted to be a director and, and I work really hard. And again, it started with zero and then I'm one of the directors now. So when you believe in something and you've got the right tools and, and, and right vision and the purpose, anything is possible. One thing that I know that we've kind of talked about, which I think a lot of people will benefit from, and I'm sure people are going to ask for me to have you back on, um, but you're kind of doing a little bit more mentorship and doing, I know that you've been representing, you've got some big presentations next year with global agencies and things like that that you'll be doing, which is really exciting. Um, for people that want to get in touch with you or just find out a little bit more of you, what's the best place for that? Would that be like Instagram or your Facebook or call you <laughs> everywhere? Well, my number is everywhere. They can email me, Instagram, um, Facebook, either way. And they can reach out to you. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, um, yeah, they can reach me anytime they want. I love it. Well, Shari, thank you so much for your time. You are absolutely phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, you did just hear from one of Australia's most successful listers, not only in Victoria, but now the country. You can follow Chari on social media and you can also check out his Facebook page for more information. Chari, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you.